Hello, friends, and welcome to Life Creating Art, the podcast with your host, Kaylin Barr. Each week, we will celebrate and explore creativity in all its forms. So grab your cup of coffee, get cozy, and let's get creating. Welcome to episode two. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I am doing the thing. I'm doing my big hairy goal. It is an action and I have exciting things lined up. A year ago, I didn't think that this was possible. It was like an ember growing inside of me that just needed a little bit more oomph to get the fire going. But it's actually happening. I'm putting my goals into action and it feels really good. And I want to say thank you for your support. I know the announcement over on Instagram was a bit of a shock. Majority of my followers had just utter shock and excitement for this announcement. And uh, I have to say, I'm pretty pumped myself. I still pinch myself over the last seven days. I've been pinching myself going, this is mine. It's actually mine. And uh, I got a notification that the podcast had ranked in the top 100 in Canada in my category. And I mean, it's still pretty, you know, closer to the 100 part, but just to see that, was really exciting. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It really means the world to me. And uh, there's going to be a weekly episode every Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. This is a thing we're doing weekly. And um, I'm really excited for the guests that I have lined up and these incredible people to share with you and have some fun conversations. And I'm really excited to, to dig into that. So There's a little thing I want to do at the beginning of every episode, and that is a weekly roundup of maybe something that inspired me or seemed just draw-dropping, and I'll do my very best to describe it and provide you with the correct information to go check them out for yourself. As well, if I've been working on a project and I just want to share about it with you. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about putting ideas into motion just like this podcast. Um, This past week and a bit, I have been preparing for Earth Day and really exploring my creativity to new levels and things I haven't done for a really long time, like really long time. Back in high school, I took a lot of art courses, obviously. And in grade 12, we kind of had a free form uh, section of our our grade where we could kind of create what we wanted still staying within structure. So I started exploring uh, making sculptures and I kind of took that outside of high school after I graduated and I bought some supplies from the hardware store, picked up a bunch of newspaper and glue and I started to make dress forms out of chicken wire and paper mache. And at the time I didn't have a camera so I don't even have photographic evidence of this display that I made but I remember being so excited by just the aspect of creating outside of high school and outside of um, teachers and grading and all of that and it really lit a fire in my creative sense that I I couldn't understand at the time but I just really enjoyed it so (laughs) I had this inkling that I needed to start creating again uh, around Christmas time and 
it didn't leave. This little spark, this little ember uh, kept telling me, save your pods. Save your pods, Kaylin. You'll figure it out. And so it hit me in April. I'm going to make an Earth Day project. And so I spent the better part of a Friday afternoon into the evening cleaning out all my coffee pods and washing them so that the uh, oil, little oil residue could come out of the pods. <laughs> and then I could have put, a, put adhesive to it or tape whatever it was that I was going to use. And um, I had an idea of what my Nespresso art would look like, but I really didn't know the end result in Stella until I started uh, just creating the sculpture. So if you go over to Instagram, you'll see the final results. It's entitled love as it is spelled out. And I'm really proud of it. It really, it really fulfilled something inside of me to create a sculpture that represented my love of creating as well as my love of coffee. So that was, that was art project number one for Earth Day. And the second one, I actually saved my boxes from my ND delivery for this particular one. And uh, that one is also up on Instagram. And it is just a fun, quick project I made with my son. And we made a ship using our Andy bo boxes. <laughs> and that one was just something fun to create with him. He is obsessed with all things Titanic. And even though it's not the size of the Titanic, it was just the actual uh, activity that brought us together because we're very much the same in terms of our creativity and seeing things through, talking about our projects. And this one, we both had to stay on tasks so that we could complete it. <laughs> he wanted to spray paint it and, you know, get it fully decked out like the Titanic, but we just didn't have um, one enough supplies or enough time. So this one was suffice. The magic, of course, took place in editing the photo to make it look like we were in the ocean. So those are, those were our, that was, that was our Earth Day project. And I'm really proud of it. So it just goes to show you that if you have things lying around at home that haven't been recycled, they are still something that you can create with. And whether it's something that you keep for a lifetime or a short period of time and then take apart and recycle, it's get been given new life when you get to create with it like that. So yeah, that's the one thing I love about imaginations of children is that when big boxes are in the house, you know that they're going to want to do something with them. And they see the end result probably quicker than an adult. It's quite magical. So I hope this inspires you to literally think outside the box and create something with your children or with yourself. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And that, my friends is my weekly roundup of things that I've created. And what else do we have <laughs> on the agenda? I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about people that inspire me. And maybe they inspire you too. Growing up, I 
definitely had inspiration from the fashion industry for my sketching and where my heart wanted to go in terms of fashion design and that was definitely couture. (laughs) I loved all high-end fashion and people testing the limits of where fashion could go in terms of how garments were designed. There was a lot of uh, controversy around what people would design and if it was high-end couture or everyday wear. And I would definitely say that most people sway between everyday fashion and couture in their clothing choices. It's more of an artistic form when it comes to the couture and the like, you know, like when you see like odd shapes that you know aren't functionable every day, but they're more like a piece of art that somebody gets to wear for the runway. Maybe you see it going into the red carpets and premieres and stuff. You might see somebody wearing some of the couture that's like very out there, testing the boundaries. Um, The one person that I loved who was able to make something wearable, make it sexy, but have that little bit of couture was Gianni Versace. He was a mastermind at, at being able to captivate you, make you wonder how is that garment on that body or tantalize, tantalizing your eyes with print and color choices. He was, he was genius. I just loved his, his creativeness. I think you guys might know, uh, I believe it was Elizabeth Hurley. She showed up to a premiere wearing this black dress, but it was like held together and peepholing seams along her body with golden safety pins. My gosh, that was absolutely stunning. I love that dress. The one thing that I, when I touched on print is early on in his career, he was getting to a place with his creativity where he wanted more. So he started getting his own prints made for his design. So he would envision this dress and that, or whatever it might be, and he'd want a print. So he would go and get the print made, then cut out his garment. That's next level. And that's not cheap, by the way, to get your garments with your own design on them like that, to get a print made, not cheap, (laughs) but he did it. And I love that, you know, that's really execution from start to finish is literally all him. Fantastic. I think that's just brilliant. Going into photography and there, there are so many brilliant photographers out there. I can't pinpoint all of them exact like there's so many and very different genres of of eyes that are so incredibly talented and I say eyes because when I'm looking out into the world my eyes are usually in a photographer standpoint and I'm always th- I'm always on in terms of wanting to take a photo how can I manipulate the light how can I make this person smile or giggle or just show me 
their their realness, their rawness in a photo. How can I do that? I'm all my brain is very much formulated for taking photos and video. And there are a few people out there that I I can definitely mention. Um, let's go with we'll go with Caitlin James. She is an American photographer and I love her spirit. I love how she is just giddy, happy, gets these beautiful, soft, romantic, light and airy photos. And they're just stunning. I just adore her and her personality. And uh, check her out over on Instagram. She's got it all going. You name it, she does it. In terms of Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, (laughs) TikTok, she does it all. And uh, the other person is a Canadian. His name is Peter McKinnon. And I found him while I was scrolling. Is it Instagram or was it YouTube? I think it was YouTube. And um, I was at another job. And there was this guy making like... Casey Neistat style videos, but it it was just his personality that I really enjoyed, but his photos are edgy. And I think when I found him, he had less than 50,000 followers on YouTube. It was a newer channel and I got to watch him over the years just explode and share all these amazing adventures and I'm still to this day drawn to his his artwork and his compositions how he edits and you know it's it's both of them like both these two people are total polar opposites in terms of uh, personalities and their editing styles but I will say though The one thing I've learned over the years of watching these two incredibly talented photographers is their their precision at taking a photo before editing it. Um, If you are taking a photo and it needs to be so heavily edited, it loses its lust. It it just dulls it. So. That is something I've, I've been able to take away from both of them over the years in terms of how I take photos is it should look good. It should always look good before you go into the editing room, hands down. So even though they're completely opposite photographers in their light and airiness to their dark and edginess, um, it's because that's how they are manipulating the light and where they're putting their focus. So anyways side sidetrack there but that's my point and um I'm gonna have to segue out of photography into cooking I know where you're I know what you're thinking Kaylin cooking is cooking but honestly cooking is such a huge part of life and it's something we all need we all need to be nourished but there is so much creativity in the kitchen it is oozing every single day of goodness because you can always change a few spices and then make something fantastic right am I right so (laughs) um so like I touched in the first episode that I did apply to be on 
MasterChef Canada. And that is because I, I love to cook. I get such enjoyment out of trying new things. My kids always ask me, what's for dinner? And I say, if I'm in the thick of like making something I've never made before, I usually just say food because I don't have an answer. I know you're going to be nourished. (laughs) I don't know exactly what this is, but we're doing it. Like for example, yesterday I had a slight kitchen fail. So the slight kitchen fail actually was delicious. I did not have enough breadcrumbs. So I tried to make rice balls with rice, cheese, egg, seasoning, but I didn't have any breadcrumbs to coat the outside of these balls. They did fry up quite well, even though they were very oddly shaped. So I wouldn't even call them rice balls. (laughs) Oh, well, we will try again. So why I love cooking, I love cooking so much because you can look at different cultures and the grains, the spices, and even the proteins that they use. And they are at the core, very, very similar, yet different with spices and technique. And I think that's beautiful. We are by nature, very creative humans because we can adapt and change things so easily And I think that's the beautiful thing about cooking. Like we can go to a completely different place yet find similar ingredients and share a meal with, with other people. And it's similar yet different to what we would have at home. And that is absolutely beautiful. So a few of my favorite chefs that I have loved to watch over the years and create their recipes, Chef Michael Smith, Rachel Ray, Martha Stewart, Chef Gordon Ramsay. Oh my gosh, there's there's probably more that I'm forgetting, but I love how simple or challenging their recipes can be. And um, I love adapting them and trying them, you know, putting a twist on them my my own way. As that's what we do. We try we try something one way and then we adapt it to our own preferences, and that's beautiful as well. Because when you think about it, cooking is about so much more than just a meal. It's about coming together with your loved ones, friends and family, and enjoying each other's company. And that's something that I look forward to at the end of every day is that no matter what, I get to sit around the table with my family, talk about our day, share some laughs, and just connect. So that's why I love creating a good tasty meal. (laughs) So we get to have that, that family time, which is so important. And what else? What else was I going to talk about today? I wanted to segue. I'm really excited for next week because next week we're going to be having our very first guest. I think that you're going to really enjoy the conversation that we have and hopefully this ins- this conversation will inspire you to have a dance party in your kitchen. That's a little hint. If you don't know, you don't know. That's okay. You will know. <laughs> you will know and you will want to bust a move in your kitchen too. Um, 
I also just wanted to point out that I am sitting amongst about three piles of laundry, a pile of things to put away from our trip, and I'm creating this podcast as I sit around all these things and just thinking to myself how grateful I am that you decided to press play and listen to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, friends. Well, this is a solo episode that is coming to an end. And I just wanted to say thank you because I'm very grateful for you. And hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks so much for listening to episode two. So grab your cup of coffee and come on back next week for episode three with our special guest. I hope you have a great day.